Welcome to another exciting and elucidating episode of the OmniTalk Ask an Expert series. I'm one of your co-hosts for today's interview, Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazenga. And we are the founders of OmniTalk, the fast-growing retail media organization that is all about the companies, the technologies, and the people that are coming together to shape the future of retail. You know, Ann, we've talked a lot about robots over these past six years since we started OmniTalk. Just a couple times, you know, no big deal. Uh, yes, we've talked about them about as much as anyone. I NBD. Think we've, been, we've been big ever since the uh, the robot store we were building, remember? So we, we, we and robots go way back. Yes, the robot store that we were building. That's right. That's a great illusion, Ann. That's great. Yes, well, yes. Story for another time and another day. But you're right. We've covered them on our weekly podcast regularly. We've written articles about them. But you know what we haven't talked about in regards to robotics implementations in retail, Ann? What? The human side of them. Because there is wow. a human element to putting these into the store that is really critical. So joining us today, and in, in honor of our guest, I even have my 30-year-old Boston Celtics Larry Bird mug filled with Dunkin' Donuts coffee as well. But joining us to explain what the heck I mean by the human element of robotics is Stop and Shop's very own Chief Marketing Officer, Karen Mitchell. Karen, welcome to OmniTalk. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. We're so excited to have you, Karen. Um, we are going to, I can't wait to hear about this. Like we we often hear from people like robots, they're replacing the humans, but I really think this is a great way to kick off, you know, heading into 2024, because I think we're going to see more robotics and see just how well the robots work alongside the human workforce and are really a part of the community. Um, I, before we get started though, I want to make sure that everyone watching and joining us live knows that they can ask questions of Karen and the Stop and Shop team at any given time during this conversation. You just put them right in the chat session window and somebody from the team um, or from the Badger team will make sure to answer those as we go along. So Karen, let's start by getting the audience a little bit of background on you um, and a little bit about Stop and Shop, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So Stop and Shop has been a neighborhood grocer for more than 100 years. And we have almost 400 stores across the Northeast in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. Wow. And we're proud to offer customers a wide assortment of fresh and healthy options at a really great value. And we also offer online shopping. We have both delivery and pickup so the customers can decide when and how they want to shop. Um, and it's really also important to note that we're a company that's truly committed to making a difference in our communities and really making an impact. And we're a leader in the fight against hunger. And Karen, how long have you been with Stop and Shop? I've been with Stop and Shop. It'll be six years next month. Wow. And how, like, tell us a little bit more about your background. So your chief marketing officer there, what kind of led you to this role? Yeah, I started my career at um, actually Welch's, which is, uh, as I think everyone knows, the grape juice and uh, grape jelly uh, leader in the world. Yeah. Um, so I really spent spent most of my career there and uh, throughout marketing and a number of different roles. And so moving into, into retail really just seemed like an obvious next step. And I kind of joke that it, you, I used to think that it was really complicated and crazy uh, at Welch's and then we got to retail and it was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on steroids. So a few more um, yeah, excuse. A, yeah. yeah, just a couple. Yeah. I used to, I, I joked that we had jam and jelly and that was complicated, but wow, is it different <laughs> <Yeah>. here? So <laughs> um, it, it's been great though. Really a, a fantastic uh, next step really to kind of see it all come to life. So I've really enjoyed it. 
Everyone always says that when they move to retail, they're like, wow, I never understood how complicated this actually could be to make this happen every day. It's really, it's really a, it's a theme that we see a lot. So, and stop and shop too. I mean, you guys are ingrained in the community, which is an important part of the conversation that we're going to have. I mean, as a movie buff, I can't even, uh, there's so many times where stop and shop is alluded to in a movie. It, it, it's almost yep. ridiculous, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But before we get going any further, we've got some pictures of Marty the robot here because Marty the robot from Badger Technologies, because we want to start off make sure making sure everyone in the audience has a good sense of what the robot actually is and what it looks like. So we've got some photos here. Uh, I want to, you can see the big eyes, particularly you can see Marty out in the wild as well, which is an important thing out in the community. Um, I want to come back to the, to the eyes in a second, particularly, but before I do that, I want to set the table here first, Karen, with how did the journey towards Marty, the robot actually start? Like, give us the background here. When did this whole thing begin? So when we first rolled out Marty, his primary function was to create a safer in-store environment, monitoring for spills and hazards in the aisles. So before we had Marty, we had associates going up and down the aisles every hour looking for spills and then, you know, obviously taking care of them if they were there. Um, but now Marty does that. So, for example, if a customer spills a thing of blueberries and produce, um, Marty will, Marty's cameras will see that and then send a PA announcement asking for an associate to come and take care of it. So it really helps to focus the work that the associates are doing around actually taking action and improving the experience overall. Um, but recently we've actually um, sent Marty, we say we sent him back to college to learn some new skills. Back to um, college? You put a robot back to college? Yes, we need to uh, further educate him. So he I just, I picture like a Marty in like an animal house poster with like yeah, just sitting right. there next to a college sweatshirt. There's an, uh, there's an idea, yes. right? Yeah. Right. That's so funny. The grad, yeah, right? the grad cap on. Yeah. The Belushi um, sweatshirt. Oh my God. So since he's going up the, up and down the aisles, you know, the, the thought was we can actually use that, that time to be able to scan the shelves, to look how, to see how we can improve the shopping experience overall. So he's now also look scanning our aisles and scanning all of the, products on the aisles to look for out of stock so that he can alert our associates to any products that need to be restocked. And he's also looking at the pricing up and down the aisles to make sure that that's all accurate. So he's able to, to uh, signal to associates when there's something that needs to be taken care of now at the shelf level as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and Karen, it, elaborate on that for me just a little bit, because I think I'm curious how the associates in store are reacting to that. We're talking about humanizing Marty the robot for some of the customers that are in the store, but like, how does that work then with the relationship between the staff working inside a stop and shop and what Marty's able to take on for them? Yeah, I, I think it really kind of takes away some of the uh, monitoring that they had to do and really focuses the work on, on actually adding value to improve the shopping experience. So Prior, prior to Marty having this capability, the, it would be on the associate to notice when there's an out-of-stock or be triggered that there's an out-of-stock, have to find the, the product to be able to restock. Marty has all that information now, so he can say there, there's a hole in aisle you know, six at uh, what shelf location and that there's product in the back room to go and get it. So it makes it much more efficient and much more streamlined for the associates to create that better shopping experience for our customers. Now let's get back to the eyes. The eyes and the name Marty. Where where do those come from? Like how long into the journey? Like was that right from the get go in 2019? Is it something that happened organically? Like how? Tell us about that. Yeah. So the name Marty actually comes from our friends at Badger Technologies, and they're the ones who manufacture the robot. And I only recently just learned 
that Marty technically stands for Mobile Autonomous Robot Technology. Of course um, it I does. Really, yes, yeah, of, course. <laughs> of course it does. Um, but of course, I love just the name Marty because it really adds that human ele element overall. <laughs> and then in terms of the eyes, um, that idea actually came from an associate in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at the Giant Company, which is another one of Ahul Delhaize's grocery banners. And the associate, when they first were bringing the robot into the store, thought it needed a little bit of personality. So um, during her, you know, after she had a, a break at her shift, she went to a nearby arts and crafts store and she bought those big googly eyes, brought them back to the store. And when no one was looking, she kind of slapped them on. And now nobody can picture him without those eyes anymore. So over time, we've added the smile and, and made him a little bit happy. But of course, now he's a fixture with those eyes across Giant Company and also Stop and Shop locations. And Chris, I bet like, I mean, working in stores, like there are definitely people that I can still remember to this day who were like, that's the person who's going to their, the craft store on their break oh, yeah. to go like zhuzh oh, yeah. up the, the environment, yeah. make it better for all Great of the point. team working. I mean, Kieran, like, tell us a little bit more though. Like why give it a personality? Why, like, why make this, why go to this effort? Do you think? Yeah, I think, I think it's really important to make him seem friendly and approachable and and really kind of non-threatening. Um, when we first rolled him out, I have to admit that it was a little bit polarizing. And um, some people loved him right away. Those were usually the kids who just got excited about seeing a robot. Um, but some people weren't really sure what he was doing there. And they got a little bit concerned about, um, you know, feeling like they're being followed by this robot. So by adding the eyes, by calling him Marty, by giving him that personality, I think it's really important to have that unique connection with our shoppers um, to make sure that they feel like this is a welcoming environment for them. And it's not some, you know, kind of technology um, shopping experience. Karen, I have to ask you too. So like, was it all hunky dory as soon as you rolled this out? Or was like, were there like, was just, it just gangbusters day one and somebody was going and putting eyes on the robot from the craft store or where? Were there issues that you had to get over, which kind of led to some of what Anne was asking before around, you know, the robot getting a personality or adopting a personality? Like, talk to us about that evolution in terms of how the, the robot was implemented more from a team culture standpoint. Yeah, it's a great question, because, uh, no, it wasn't all hunky dory from the from the get go. Um, he, he was polarizing, you know, again, kids really loved him and, and took to him. And um, did and they? Some uh, yeah, I think just the friendliness and the, you know, the eyes and the smile and and a robot who doesn't love a robot. Um, we we actually started to see kids, you know, dressing up as as Marty for Halloween and would see pictures of that, you know, so there was kind of a groundswell of uh, love for Marty with the kids. But I will say that there were definitely customers who were very skeptical and suspicious about what Marty was up to and, and why it always felt like people were being followed by him, but they just happened to be with him. Um, so we realized that it was important for us to do a little bit of, of education, um, you know, really understanding what, what he's doing there and what he's not doing there. You know, again, people thought that maybe that they were being videotaped. He doesn't have any video capability on him. He's not videotaping people. Um, so we wanted to educate people. And the really great idea, which again is kind of on the human side of things, was to throw him a one-year birthday party. So at the one-year anniversary oh when we rolled him out, we held a birthday party for him across all of our stores to, to get, you know, with Marty's birthday cakes and balloons. And what do you um, get a robot for his birthday? Is her birthday? <laughs> well, it's funny that you asked that because and oil. I don't know. What do you get? Yeah, <laughs> we did have customers bringing in uh, handmade cards, you know, from kids. And one person brought in a can of WD-40 as a birthday <laughs> present for Marty. So 
Um, yeah, the community really embraced it. It was a lot of fun. And, but importantly, we also had um, materials there that talked about what he does do, you know, that he's cleaning the floor and making it a safe experience. And it was really a fantastic um, success. And we even got some pickup in the New York Times and also the Wall Street Journal uh, covering his birthday party. So is has he had a second and a third and a fourth birthday party yet? Or is, is there a fifth year birthday party planned? Or what do you, you know, want to do for it's a, it's a great point, Chris. But, you know, with COVID, we we haven't been throwing them during COVID. Right. But um, right. yeah, I think that we will uh, we'll need to come back to that maybe when he turns, you know, another milestone birthday. I love it. That's awesome. So, okay. So, so you had the first birthday party. So what's been the response been, what's the, what, how would you sum up the response across all the dis different constituencies then since the, say the birthday bash says, so, so 20, that kind of puts it in 2020, the first year. So the last three years across your employees, your customers, even the greater community with, with, within yeah. which you operate, which we talked about in the opening, you know, how, how have people responded? What, what examples can you give that show us, you know, how the robot is is being looked at upon the greater community, all the people it touches. Yeah, well, thinking about our stakeholders, um, one important group was educating our associates uh, because again, this was new to them as well. And, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, and and especially as a union employer, it was really important that we made sure that they understood the role that, that Marty was playing, you know, that he's not there to take anyone's jobs. He's there instead to help them do their job and focus, let them focus on serving our customers better. Um, so that that was part of the process overall. And I think, um, you know, overall, he's now really seen as part of the team. And, and again, we have a lot of um, real integration with our associates and Marty uh, every day. And then another thing that we've done that we talked a little bit about is using Marty at Stop and Shop to help us um, essentially as a spokesperson for some of the work that we do in the community. So, you know, he's really recognizable. He's recognizable as a Stop and Shop robot. So having him out and about and helping us to do all the good that we do in the community is a great way for us to get the credit for what, what we're doing, you know, all the great things that we do uh, neighborhood by neighborhood. One example um, that I'm really proud of is there is a, we have a um, help, cure, help Cure Childhood Cancer um, campaign that we do every year. And um, we actually had Marty visit a six-year-old boy with kidney cancer in Massachusetts um, who loves robots and loved Marty. And so we surprised him by rolling up to his house um, with one of our delivery trucks and Marty came off the back of the delivery truck um, to surprise this boy uh, with a visit. So it was really fantastic. We had him, you know, hugging the robot and, and getting to to interact with him, which was really, really nice. So you have a um, Marty mobile that's driving Marty all around to his various public appearances in the community. It's not, so this like goes above and beyond, like you were talking about what Marty does but I mean, I feel like this is the second job that Marty has in the community, like <laughs> out appearances, like going yep. and surprising kids and like really bringing the the brand into the community in a totally new way that we're not seeing anybody else. Yeah. Do right now. Yeah. And and I will say we don't have a Marty mobile, but I'm writing that down because I love <laughs> it. And so we may. Um, but we have we have started to bring him out and about exactly as you're describing and he even made his debut at Fenway Park earlier this year. Um, we have a relationship. We have a relationship with the Boston Red Sox to help fight hunger through our our school food pantry program, and we had him on the field. And um, I was there, and it was really exciting to hear the roar that went up in the crowd when they saw Marty come out with his Red Sox <laughs> shirt on. Um, and especially the kids in the crowd were really excited to see Marty. So he's a, a bit of a celebrity, and you know, using him in that way and, and, and connecting him with the community events that we do, I think is a really important way 
um, for, for people to understand what Stop and Shop is doing in the community. And also, again, adding that connection back to Marty and the human side of, of Marty. Um, and one, one other thing I want to tell you, too, is that because of all the excitement around Marty, we've actually started to bring a little bit of Marty merch to the oh uh, shelves. Marty so- merch. <laughs> we need we need one of those like the, we need Karen. We need a little like you need to point downs because we have to have like get the merch down here. It sounds like vacation Marty Moose or something. Yeah. All right. There, look it's, at that. Oh, my God. Marty lollipops that we had uh, introduced earlier this year. And I don't know if you can see behind me. We have this Marty plush that we started selling um, oh earlier this year. And honestly, it has been a wild success. And last I heard is we're out of stock on all this because people have been buying it up. So people do love Marty. I think I would say, you know, that that we have successfully established uh, that love and that connection with Marty. And, and Karen, I'm curious, too, because you're you're the CMO, you're the chief marketing officer. Is this is is this kind of a, a gift that just landed on your doorstep or under your tree on Christmas morning, as an example, like just use an analogy or whatever, you know, analogy you want. But like, it seems like it, the, the, this extends your ability to market to the community as well. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I would say it um, It wasn't quite as, as um, an obvious opportunity in the beginning. As I said, we were in some cases fighting a little bit of fire with Marty because people weren't sure about him. I think that what we've been able to do with kind of rolling him out and establishing him uh, in in the community, now is the right time, I think, to leverage him. I don't think that we could have done it earlier. Smart, um, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that we're, we're now at the point where, and again, just to be clear, not everybody loves him today either. The, you know, people mm-hmm. still roll their eyes or whatever um, from time to time, but he really is becoming more and more of a staple for stop and shop and, and, you know, a a trusted part of our community. And I think now is the time to really start to leverage him. So again, I'm going back to that Marty mobile idea and figure out how to do that. And gosh, you're getting some consulting credit here and that's good. (laughs) Nice job. Nice job. Live consulting reference. Nice. We do, we do what we can here at Omnitalk. That's right. Karen, I'm, I'm curious, like you, 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 first of all, you, your team deserves, I think a ton of credit for, you know, being as embedded in the community and really bringing this as the neighborhood grocer, bringing this technology to the fore. Like usually we see a lot of these smaller regional grocers who are not doing technology advancements at this speed that your team really is. I wonder if you have any advice for those uh, other retailers listening or other members of the audience who are thinking about bringing robotics in what what was key to kind of the success of of Marty's rollout, if you wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with with what is he actually going to do, and what is the benefit to the to the business overall, which you know includes the shopping experience. So I think the fact that he was so efficient at doing what we needed him to do to begin with um, just made a lot of sense. So I think really thinking about the opportunities and and the what the technology can bring, but I do think that you know embracing not being afraid to try it and then yeah. figuring out how to continue to build on it from there. Because by the way, deploying, you know, the robots is not a small task and no. there's a lot of things that you have to move and a lot of people that you have to get on board um, to, in order to make it work. But I think that it's a good example of get started. And now again, the, the new skills that Marty has, the new things that he's doing for us is just going to continue to build and build and build now that he's deployed. You know, it's, it's we have the hardware, we can now, you know, just continue to add some uh, additional functionality. So it's, don't be afraid to try, I guess, is what I would say. And then you may end up with a Christmas gift 
um, of, you know, a really a, a great of asset PR. To be <laughs> part of your community. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, this is a great this is a great uh, conversation to start the year off with, and you know, part Anne and Karen both because like we talk a lot at Anonymous, we talk about how the future of retail is about blending the human, the digital, and the physical elements together to create new experiences, and that's what's great about this conversation is we're getting at the human element of a technology implementation and how much that matters. So, and you guys are you guys are three hundred stores, Karen. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a large operation. So I'm curious, like how if you were to sum it all up because there's other robots out there. Not everyone is taking the approach that you are in terms of humanizing them. So, so if you're to sum it all up, why, why does humanizing the robot matter so much? Yeah, I think it's about really creating a positive and relatable experience for our shoppers. You know, grocery shopping may could be boring, could be seen as a chore. You know, having something that can actually emotionally connect you to that experience, and you know, especially again, seeing the smiles that you get. Uh, from kids when they when they see Marty, it makes it a more enjoyable experience. So how can you connect people and really leverage that um, that side of of the robotics? Um, we found the operational efficiencies that we were looking for, but as we talked about, you know, now kind of the upside is how can we really leverage Marty as uh, a unique asset to to stop and shop to build that connection between our associates, our customers, and our communities. Yeah, the associates particularly too. Yeah, that's a great point at the end. Yeah. All right, well, Karen, that was great. I mean, I loved it. I love the discussion. I love the angle. It's new angles. It's unexplored territory for us. Yes. It was so great to have you on. Um, you all with uh, with uh, you at Stop and Shop together with Badger are are uh, the makers of Marty are are putting something special together for NRF too. Tell us a little bit about that, if you will, next yeah. week. Yeah, we're really excited to share that anyone who's going to the NRF, you can stop by the Badger Technologies booth, which is forty three seventy five. Um, and take a selfie with Marty. So we're going to have Marty there in person, in in person. Um, and if you take that selfie and then post it across social media with the hashtag Marty the Robot during the conference, um, Badger is going to donate 10 meals to uh, our school food pantry program. So it's going to go oh, to help the nearly 40 in, in New York City. Um, yeah, with every selfie that you take. So please, please, if you're watching and you're there, please stop by and do that because it's a great cause. And we got to put booth four three seven five on our stop by. I list know, now. We have I know, to. and and now we're gonna have to. Uh, we're definitely gonna have to make sure that we put our name in for some Marty merch too. We're gonna have to see if Karen can hook right, us up. Right, so. right, yeah, yeah. As should everyone else attending NRF too. I might add, you know, because that's a good cause for a quick stop by. You know, there's like thirty, forty thousand people at NRF, so that could be a heck of a lot of uh, donations happening for on behalf of Badger and uh, Stop and Shop. So. All right. Well, thank you again, Karen. It was an absolute blast. We loved having you on. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, Again, Karen Mitchell, the CMO at Stop and Shop. Thank you for sitting down with us today. And as always, to everyone listening that joined us live on LinkedIn or happens to be listening to this uh, interview later on, as always, be careful out there.